A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Welcome back to another episode of Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. And this isn't just any episode of Swiftish. I know! It's lucky number 13! It's 13th episode. I can't believe we've made it so far. We, we've been trekking a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's the second day of December. Yes! December is such a great time yes. to be a Swiftie. Because it's Taylor Swift's birthday. Yes. And she loves Christmas, so yes. all of us do. And we get... Performances? Oh, so and many. ticket pre-sale. Okay, today is Saturday. We yes. Re- we always record the Saturday or Friday before yeah. the episode drops, but today is Saturday. This is the moment. By 7 p.m., I think, Eastern Time, we should be getting our pre-sale code. Fingers And crossed. what time Yeah. we can buy tickets I know. on It'll the 5th, so 6th, 7th, 8th, I'm not sure which day. It's felt like a long, long lifetime of like all the conversations around all tickets. Drama. It was such a long week. I wasn't it. sure where it started, and I think this is what happened. People on the day that everything closed, the port yes. closed, people were like, oh my gosh, I'm 2%. What does that mean? What right. does that mean? Yeah. So they called Ticketmaster. Yeah. And some of the employees at Ticketmaster didn't know what was going on. No some idea. of them were giving them information on if you're just a Ticketmaster uh, on the email chain. Oh, okay. And those people will get, I think on the 13th or on the 9th, will get an email with a code. Oh. Giving them two hours to buy tickets. Uh-huh. That's if you're <laughs> That's just not... on the Ticketmaster like, right. email dis- distribution list. Right. That's not if you were boosting. So there are a lot of miscommunications. There are a lot so of people many. who didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I wasn't freaked out until people started posting on Tumblr about it. I was confused. Oh, it was, it was insane. Like, there was some small grumblings throughout the process where yeah. you're like, what does this mean? And, like, what will these preferences give us? And there was a lot of, like, oh, we need this now. Why but isn't then, anyone telling us? <laughs> then on that day, it, like, all set up a bomb. It was crazy. crazy. It was, like, and so it closed, closed at noon. It closed the portal at noon, closed at noon. Which I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't aware it closed at noon because I was originally boosting at 10.30 a.m. every single day, and then something came up, and I... Was, I could have boosted, but I was like, hey, I'll just wait till noon. Right. Mm. That was bad on my part. I know. Some people got extra boosting because there was half a day for I could have had 60 extra yeah. boosts. I ended <laughs> yeah. up with 4,600 boosts. That was more. crazy. I could have had almost 47. You were robbed. I was <laughs> Taylor Nation. Yeah. Now, there was a Tumblr. People were putting... It just depends on who you talk to. Well, that's the problem, is there is just mass pandemonium. Like, it was insane to be... We've been through our fair share of drama in this fandom. This was... This was a huge mess. Like, it was just disastrous from, like, the morning up to noon, and then when it closed, and they were like, oh, P.S., we got extra shows, and... Oh, guess what? I had this conversation with Ticketmaster, and they said, actually, it's just a random choice. Like, it doesn't matter where you were in line. And just people are like freaking out so that they boosted for no yeah. reason and that it and didn't they actually promise anything. And they paid for CDs and yeah. merch for no reason. <laughs> yeah. So I called Ticketmaster and I recorded the conversation I had. Mm-hmm. Some people gave me flack because it's illegal. Yeah. But in Texas, y'all, <laughs> it is not illegal if, one yeah. per- if there's one person consent. Yeah. And it cleared up a little bit of stuff. I could obviously right. tell the person I was talking to was reading from an email. But yeah. she did say, like, you know, like, there was a reason for the boost. Right. 
Like, if there wasn't a reason for the boost, you yeah, wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I guess. Um... I know. Well, so they finally sent out an email the night after the portal closed, and we're like, "Here's the what's day after happen. people are freaking yeah. out." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They could have sent it a week ago. Whatever. They sent it like 24 hours later, and they were like, "Okay, everyone in line will get a code. Here are the different dates for what those codes will be for." So it'll be interesting because I am very far behind you, but I was technically at 3% of the line. Yeah, which is a great percent of the line. So, you know, we don't really know still what it all means, but I think things settled down. And there was like this general embarrassed (laughs) hush that settled over the fandom when they got these emails. Their worries were put to rest a little bit, and we were given this like end goal that we know Saturday night is when we end game. Yeah, the end game. Yeah. So it was a bit of a messy week, and again, I wasn't at all surprised Taylor wasn't around to talk about it because who wants that? (laughs) I'm not. And also, she. I think she was getting ready for her performance. Yeah, yeah. Her performance. She had her life. She has a lot of stuff going on the next couple weeks. She had Thanksgiving. Yeah. Let the woman be with her man and her family. (laughs) Yeah. But she did pop up the day before Jingle Ball, Mm -hmm. and she posted on her Instagram story and liked a few things on Tumblr, and she was back at it, promoting her performance at Jingle Ball. Of course. As as she will. You know, it's okay. She is... She is in a business, right? She has to do promotion, and I don't think it's, like, dirty of her to use her fandom to do that. It's not. And you... People were constantly reminding other people that... Last time Taylor Swift blacked out and left, she was stalking people on yeah. Instagram and on all these social media platforms. So even though she was blacked mm. out and no one heard from her, it doesn't mean she wasn't doing right. anything like for other Swifties. Right. She came back into our lives, and we got all excited about Jingle Ball, which was in L.A. on which Friday last Pacific night. Pacific time. Standard time, which is two yeah. hours behind yeah. us. And I was like, Three oh, wow, they're streaming it. Like, I didn't know they'd be streaming it. No. And so I was like, oh, I'll watch it. Yeah, me Easy. too. Me too. So I just settled down. It starts at, like, what, 9.30 our time? at 9.30. Yeah, and then you realize, like, wait, there's a lot of performers. Taylor's so going to be the last. She came on at 1.30 in the morning. I, I <laughs> was so exhausted. I know. And I was done with everybody. I know. <laughs> I, I, I saw Kesha. I love Kesha. I saw Ed Sheeran. I saw, like, Sam Smith, all the people. But then oh, I just wanted I it to be over. It's a long show, and I feel a little bad because it seemed like most of the audience were there for Taylor. Just for Taylor. <laughs> well, the Smokers were, like, all, like, quicken this up because yeah. I know you're here for Taylor. Yeah. They have to have Taylor as a last performance because everybody is there for Taylor. Right. If they, if Taylor's the first performer, a lot of people go. go home to go to I bed. Know. Well, especially once it got into hour four of the show. Like, I'm sorry, I love music, I love live music and concerts, but that is too long. And being on your feet the whole time yeah. has to be exhausting. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. But she, out of everybody on Jingle Ball, mm-hmm. was the only one who really gave like a performance. Right. She oh, she dancing. brought her own stage. She, she brought her own stuff, her own stage. Yeah. Like, she was prepared for it. Yeah, it's like usually a pretty casual affair. Like a couple of them had backup dancers. Demi Lovato did. Yeah. yeah. But then she came out, she had a whole set, you know, there were themes and visuals. Because she's and promoting music. her tour. Right, like exactly. Prime time. And what did you think of it? How did it make you feel? I was really excited to see what she was going to perform. Yeah. I had an inkling that 
Endgame would be right. It was too perfect an opportunity. There, Mm -hmm. I really liked it. I love that she kind of combined some of her old stuff with her new stuff. Yeah, she did um, blank space, blank space, which I love. I know. She also did. that Fifty Shades of Grey. The I Don't Want to Live Forever. forever. Which I, came out of left field with this acoustic version, and it was so sweet. I know. I just I loved it. I am ready for her tour. I know, because that's what's fun about her. She like does little twists and surprises, so you're like, oh, what acoustic number is she going to do? How is she going to mash up these things or modernize one of her old songs? And like watching her do Blank Space, like obviously that's makes sense for this rep era because it still plays into that idea that of she the has media and reputation. reputation. Yeah. Exactly. But it was cool seeing the attitude she gave it and like the visuals and that she applied. Can we talk about her dancing? I know. It oh, was great. Old Taylor Swift who danced awkwardly is yeah. dead. Yeah. Thank you to Drew who uh, said that on our live stream. Right. I love that. Like you can tell that she's been working hard and she's right. been perfecting. She it. looks Amazing. Uh, her thighs? Yes! Yes! I know. Please. It's like, I'm not trying to objectify her, but like, honestly, it's just, and obviously she's still like thin, but she oh, looks yeah. so good. You could see like the strength, you know? Yes. Like, it just seemed like I'm a, a woman. Hear me <laughs> yes. I loved it. And so it was really great to see. And it was interesting. Like, she came out in this glittery snakeskin hoodie. Yeah. And like little silk pajama shorts and combat boots. And she was really relaxed. Like, with the 1989 tour, she was very... Put together. Yeah, very it was very polished. It was very, like... Plastic, if you yeah, will. Yeah, Everything was done. Everything was perfect. Everything, right. like, you knew that they, like, they were, like, following the set schedule. Yes, exactly. And this was more like, she would kind of meander across the stage and then settle into the choreography and then just kind of... She seemed really at ease and comfortable. Yeah. And she was just, like, wearing this hoodie. And I was like, and I wonder what it'll look like on tour. A great hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure she just wants to be comfortable. I know. So it's like... Is that what it'll be? Is just her, like, sort of grunge, <laughs> grunge on her tour? I'm ready for the grunge, Are we done though. with the crop tops and the skater skirts? Like, is that over? I guess we'll the find The body out. suits? Yeah. I guess we'll find the out. The glitter remains, though, so that's what counts. Yes, is the it's glitter still remains. sparkly. <laughs> what I'm excited for is Jingle Bash on yes. Thursday. I'm going there. There will only be about five or six performers, so yeah. I don't think it'll be as long. A little more reasonable. And I already have my costume-esque that I'm wearing. Oh, what are you doing? Well, can I show you? Because yeah. I got you one, too. Oh! I got you Oh, my too. gosh. Talk about Christmas season. Yes. This is so you exciting. You inside out. Oh, okay, okay. What? How did you make this? I, uh, I have my ways. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. These are so great. It is an ugly Christmas sweater. No, it is gorgeous. <laughs> that I will wear. Yes, we'll it's, have to share this for I did everyone. something bad themed, so that's why I wish it could oh have been gosh. done last right. week. This is amazing. But that's what I'm going to wear. I'm hoping to share it after Jingle okay, Bash. That because, makes sense. But everyone. This is a tease. This is a tease. I, <laughs> you guys cannot is, wait to see this. This is my Swiftness gift to oh my, my gosh, co-host. I'm so honored. Thank you. That's amazing. This is like better than the merch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you should be the merch designer. <laughs> I should. Yes. <laughs> and it gets an ugly Christmas sweater, which kind of made me laugh because that's what Taylor was wearing in her um, her Instagram video. Yes. She's wearing that really cute high end ugly sweater. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was This is amazing. Perfect. And now I'm even more excited to watch Jingle Bash. Hopefully they stream it Hopefully so I can see you. you. I know. You just have to be like really loud and... I- 
Yes, get, I don't have great tickets, but I will be. Yeah, wild. just screamed. Yes. Well, I think that'll be so fun, and it just proves like Taylor's vocals are great. Taylor's performance is still on point, and Taylor is in a league of her own. Oh yeah, it's definitely. amazing. And I think that this will help rev up interest in the general sale if there's any tickets left for those plebs. I know. (laughs) It'll be interesting because you did the international sale. I did the international sale. So I'm going to Ireland for my five-year anniversary, so why not go see Taylor Swift since she'll be there. I'm (laughs) not going to Ireland for Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Let Mm -hmm. me repeat. (laughs) I'm not going to Ireland for Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's what you tell the husband at least. Yeah. (laughs) Um, there was an option to buy the CD through the UK um, right. store, or if you read the fine print, you could, you know, no purchase necessary, sign up with your email, and that would send you a pre-sale code, which okay. I did that. I woke up, oh, woke up at 3 a.m. <laughs> our time. Because, so 3 a.m., I bought the tickets, um, really easy breezy, I'm on the floor, I'm not in any VIP, it cost me 160 That's not bad. And I'm in the two wings where there possibly might be a B stage behind me. I'm praying for you. So <laughs> I have, I don't know yet. Yeah. But it was 160 and it, they're pretty good seats. Yeah, they know, they look However, great. However, VIP yeah. <laughs> was $800. I know. But I'm hoping that maybe U.S., yeah. Two options, and maybe like down yeah. the road for people who didn't buy tickets. Because let me tell you, uh, it was three a.m. when I bought the tickets. I went back at noon just to be like, "Hey, could I have waited at noon?" Yeah, pit seats were still open. Yeah, VIP <laughs> was still there. Tickets were still available. Right. Yeah. And you think since it's like I all of Ireland right. supposedly only had one date, you think that it would have it would have gone fast. Rated. Yeah, but there are still tickets. I'm what not sure that? if that has anything to speak to. Yeah, maybe she'll Us. realize that's a little too high. Maybe she'll realize it's a little too high and she'll release those prices. Yeah. I would be mad if I spent $800 right. and she changed the price. Yeah. But, but you get that cool the I, collector's the, box. Yes, but I would be happy with like a front row seat without the collector's box. Oh, yeah. $160, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So it'll be good. I mean, we'll have a better idea next episode. I mean, we'll have our tickets, right? Well, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's oh. crazy. I know. It's She'll sort of have, nerve-wracking still. She's but. playing tonight at Poptopia. Yeah. And then she's doing Chicago, you're going to. Yes. And, and then, then closing out in New York the next She's going to night. London, from what I hear, for Jingle Ball. Oh, really? Ball. Oh, Someone okay. tweeted at us. So oh, that's will see her in yeah. London. Oh. Why am I not flying to London? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You're such a slacker. It's very interesting to know. I looked on the iHeartRadio's website, mm-hmm. and every single Jingle Ball <laughs> that had Taylor Swift performing was sold out. I know. But all the other ones were not sold I know. out. It's the, it's the small things that just make a Swiftie yeah. proud. Yes. <laughs> I know. People want to say she's over. People want to say everyone hates her, but... She's not. She's still... I mean, they used her song to promote the entire show the whole night. Like, it's just like... Because they knew why everyone was there. Exactly. And it's going to be great. It is. And I think this month is just revving up the interest in Taylor's, you know, quote-unquote, comeback. It's exciting. It's a great time to be alive. Yes! (laughs) Do you think she'll do Swiftmas again? I mean, Scott did tease that she was getting ready for Swiftmas. And we do have to say that she's still out there for her fans. Oh, yeah. She actually, I don't know how long ago, reached out to a fan and posted on Tumblr about a video she was in and to the fan. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I love this. I need to hug you. Yeah. <laughs> and so she gave Jingle Ball tickets to this fan. 
didn't expect anything, and all of a sudden, Taylor Nation comes and gets her and be like, you're meeting Taylor Swift. Yeah. You're going to get that hug. (laughs) Maybe we'll have Swiftness. Maybe maybe it won't be the same Swiftness. Right. But it'll be, like, a new era reputation Swiftness. I know. I think she should have a fans-only birthday party. Yes. I would volunteer to help in any way. I will, I will throw it (laughs) for her. you have lots of great decorations ready. Very snake-themed. Taylor, I will throw your birthday party for you. (laughs) Yeah. But... She has other things to celebrate, too. I mean, she's spending another week at number one, obviously. Obviously. I know. It's like she sold another 256000 which is well over 100 more, 100000 more than the next, like, highest album to come out. Mm-hmm. So she's doing pretty well. She's still mm-hmm. in a league of her own, and now her music is online to stream. I know. Yeah. Everyone knew it was going to come. Yeah. They knew that people were going to be able to stream it. We just didn't right. know when. I wondered if she would keep it off a little longer, so it's interesting that she didn't. I actually told my friend, I was like, just buy it. It'll probably be like Adele, and it'll be like six months until it's free, and he's like, the moment I buy this album, I know it'll be available. Did he buy it? He bought it. (laughs) But it was worth it. So now we can all go back to listening on Spotify and getting her those streaming numbers. And I think she's still, like, number one on iTunes, like, worldwide. Oh, she has to be. Yeah. And she had that fun little twist where New Year's Day is on the country charts. Yes, it's soaring the charts. Yeah, it's so exciting. Soaring number 40 on Billboard's hot country list. I know. It's been so long since she's been on the country list. So it's great. She's back on there. And in another twist of country she got a Grammy nom for Better Man. Yes, she did. For writing. For writing Better Man. Yes. And... I hope she performs it with them. I that know. would be amazing. And she also got a Grammy nod for I Don't Want to Live Forever. Yes. Which is great because she performed that at Jingle Ball. I know, and it was so sweet. A lot of people were worried, and a lot of Zayn fans and One Direction fans were upset because Zayn wasn't going to get a Grammy for that. But Zayn oh. didn't help write the song. Yeah. So I was Zane. really confused yeah, at that. There were three writers. It was Jack was the main writer, yeah. and then it was Sam and Taylor. Yeah. I was like, you guys, like, it's this like, isn't throwing shade at Zayn. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't help write. But they are yeah. this amazing music video that mm-hmm. is now nominated for Best Grammy. Yeah, yeah, I know. It'll be exciting. I mean, people were a little upset. I mean, Swifties were a little upset because they felt like, look what you made me do. It was robbed. And I'm curious. I didn't look into it, but I wonder if she submitted it or not. I tried to find out. I was yeah. Googling it all last yeah. night, seeing, like, who, how can you find out if someone submitted right. it? And like I couldn't figure out I know. who. Because like, people don't know. It's not like you drop a song and it's automatically right. considered for a Grammy. You have to go through like, and apply. submit it and apply. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she applied. But I know, because it's interesting. It was the it broke a million records, yeah. but people hated it. And views. I feel like maybe they wanted to switch it up diversity-wise. Right. Yeah. Try to get, Which is try to get a little a less white out yeah. of there. <laughs> yeah. So it's true. It's... Look What You Made Me Do isn't up for anything, which is interesting because to me, like, they gave Video of the Year to Bad Bad Blood, Blood. which I'm sorry, like, it was fun, but they didn't even give it to Blank Space, you know? So it's a little, it's sort of like a popularity contest. We've all known this, but it does seem unfortunate because I love that music video and I think it's so smart and well done. It really is. Maybe we're blind by our love. (laughs) Maybe there are people who are offended by it. So, yeah, it's still... There are other people who are snubbed at the Grammys, too. Yes. Ed Sheeran? I know. He didn't even get Song of the Year. I know. It's sad. And Jack Antonoff, who produced Lord's album, didn't even get a nom. Which Lord's album was phenomenal. Yeah. 
And she got Album of the Year yeah. nom, so it exactly. seems like, I, I don't know. And then Harry Styles yeah. was snubbed, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't really, I'm, I, I know we have a lot of Haler fans out here, but I don't, I know a couple songs of Haler. Right. Harry's. And then Demi was snubbed, too. Oh, so yeah. it wasn't all Taylor Swift related. I know. So it does seem like an interesting year for Grammys. I mean, hopefully next year we'll see Taylor take all it all over. If she <laughs> doesn't take it all for rep, I will be shocked. No, the one thing I'm wondering, since she is nominated for two Grammys, yeah. will she be at the Grammys? Do you think her and Zayn will perform I Don't Want to Live Forever, or if she will bow out? I know, it's sort of interesting because a lot of people for all the award ceremonies are like, oh, I wonder if Taylor's going to come, I wonder if Taylor's going to be there. Yeah. And she hasn't. And so I wonder if maybe she's just not interested. No, the Grammys are a whole new level. That is, it's the ultimate. But... I would be curious if she shows up, you know, what would that look like? Would she do red carpet? Would she do anything? Or would she just be there? Would she dance? Like, I wonder how this new Taylor would react at an awards show. Because we haven't seen it she yet. she won't be in the audience and she'll come out to perform I yeah. Don't Want to Live Forever. And, just, and if she wins anything, maybe yeah. she'll come up. I would hope. I mean, I miss I miss red carpet Taylor. I love her outfits. But so then that's I her interacting that. with the media, which she is not <laughs> wanting to do. I just need her to breeze by so that I can just get a picture of what she's wearing. Yes. You know, she doesn't have to talk to anyone. I promise. No. no. So I'm I'm all for her going, but at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if she did. It wouldn't fit Reputation's narrative. Yeah. But that being said, I wonder if she is gunning for a Oscar nom for I Don't Want to Live Forever. Oh. Because then she might want to drum up interest again. Okay. So, it'll be interesting to see how the awards ceremony takes off, because I would love to see her perform. She does great at it, obviously, mm-hmm. but... Who knows? Who knows? But we're, we're <laughs> glad Taylor's back. I know. And now it's like... We get to keep talking about all this. <laughs> what a blessing this podcast has turned out to be because really? usually I'm just like thinking all this alone in my room wondering like, oh, Taylor's so cool. I wonder about this, this, or that. <laughs> but now we get to talk about outlet. it. Yes. It's like therapy each week. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and this week is so special because it's episode 13, mm-hmm. like we said. Taylor's lucky number. Taylor's lucky number. So we wanted to do something a little special and figured it would be fun to maybe take a break from going through each song one by one and look at the magazines. The magazines, yep. Not only the magazines, but the poems in specific. Yes, I know. So let's just give a quick rundown. The Reputation magazines were two volumes sold through Target, and they come with an album. We've talked about them a little bit before, but it's been fun to see them, and... um, there's been some, like, complaints about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the media or the general public is like, oh, like, money-grabbing Taylor, like, selling not one, but two exclusives. And they have the CD in there. So yeah. you're buying the CDs, which <laughs> yeah. ups her sales. I think that if she would have sold the CDs with the magazines without the CDs, they would still get a lot of sales. Yeah. But she's smart. Yeah, she is. She's a smart cookie. Mm-hmm. And I remember Spin um, came out and talked about the magazines a little, and they said something about how the magazines sort of play into this general theme of the era where it creates this closed loop between Swift and her legion of superfans. <laughs> you mean Swifties? Yeah. <laughs> and so through that, she cuts out gossip hounds, reporters, anyone else with suspicious prying eyes. And they talk about how she hasn't appeared on any magazines. Mm-mm. She hasn't spoken to any journalists. She didn't release her music for review before the album release. And so she's controlled it very tightly, and these magazines are just another way that she's 
interacting with her fans to share with the public. Yes. So, is it effective? I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, the numbers show it was. <laughs> oh, it, the numbers definitely show it was. Yeah. Did you like the magazines? Did you think it was greedy? I was worried at first that every magazine would have... I knew that they were going to have, like, different poems in them. Right. But I thought they'd have, like, the same content. Right. But I liked that she had different yeah. songs written out mm-hmm. with, like, little, like, inside jokes yeah. on different ones. It was a smart tactic on her part. I know. They were fun to read because yeah. we had them at your party. Yeah. So I was able to look through, because I only ordered one because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a cheap fan. But I was able to look at the second one and it was fun. And it was like, oh, do I need both of these? Because they're both different and they're both special. Yeah. <laughs> but they all come with, you know, they have, like you said, one has the first few songs and the second has the rest of them. Handwritten lyrics on her watercolors. You also have different photos, different Polaroids, different (laughs) fun little Easter eggs. But the best part was these poems, which Mm -hmm. like when she said, oh, these will have poems, I was picturing like, I don't know, little short stanzas like here and there scribbled in the margins. Not a full... Yeah. It's like she cared about these poems and you can tell. You can definitely tell. She put her heart, her soul, it was so raw. I know. And it was like, I read one at the party from volume two, which is called if you're anything like me. And mm. I was, like, shocked. Like, and this is coming from a super fan who's, yeah. like, used to Taylor speaking to my soul. Who you think Taylor yeah. is, like, <laughs> like, is you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But even I was like, wow, this is, like, so personal and, like, very honest. And I always I always think Taylor is honest in her music, but these poems sort of she do a different She stripped way. away the celebrity in yeah. this poem, and you could see just the raw emotion yeah. that... Taylor was experiencing throughout the Taylor Swift was over right and it I broke my heart I know she is a real person yeah and so it's nice to be able to revisit this on our 13th episode because I think it is like obviously we're always doing the utmost to like support Taylor with this show and we clearly have an a huge bias but these poems like really show, like, a creative side of Taylor that you don't always... People refuse to see sometimes in her music, where they just write her off as pop or write her off as silly or vapid or whatever. So I think these poems are fun because, you know, I'm not... I'm not by any means a poet, like, expert. But you are an English major. <laughs> I so am an English major. <laughs> you look at the poems with a different yeah. eye. I mean, so that's the thing, is I usually hate poetry, I'm gonna be honest. Like, poetry is sometimes really pretentious to me. I can't Rose always, red, like... red, yeah. blue... <laughs> Yeah, it's like a lot of like trying too hard and I just don't always appreciate the art. So this was more my speed of poetry where it is like, you know, no one is saying Taylor Swift is poet laureate. No one's going to say that. Like I actually read this interesting article. Yeah. (laughs) Where it was like they ask a a Harvard professor of poetry to discuss like how Taylor's poems hold up. Where was this article on? It was on Cosmo. Oh, it was? Yeah. yeah. I, which kind <laughs> I of, I thought was really strange that a Harvard professor was writing this article for yeah. Cosmo. Well, they need an outlet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was interesting. She was basically like critiquing uh, it in she's a, a professor. professional way. She was yeah. doing it like probably how she would do with the, her students. Right. And at the end, they were like, oh, so you hated these. And she was like, no, no, no. I, I think it's hard to be a teacher because you spend so much time talking about these great poems that will last for 300 years. And you, you talk about how... You want to write this great poem, but that doesn't devalue poems that aren't perfect, that aren't, like, world-shattering. And so she was like, it's great when people who are comfortable in another art form 
try another one out. Not because they think they'll become the same level of pro in that new art form, but because it's like nice for creatives to explore creativity. And so I think that's true. Is like you have to look at these poems not as like, oh, is this going to get an A in a mm-hmm. master's of poetry yeah. class? And more just how does it make you feel and, and like meaning is it sharing it. something? Yeah. Exactly. And I also kind of thought that Reading the article that the Harvard professor mm-hmm. did, she was saying like you could tell that she was a musician yeah. writing the poem. It was and so interesting. It is interesting because when I first read all of these poems, I was thinking that oh my gosh, these could be great songs. Right. Like I maybe know. they were like rough drafts of because she we know that she gets inspired and she writes probably in the moment. So mm-hmm. that's probably what she was feeling yeah. in the moment and. Like, it, maybe it could have been, like, one of the, like, the heartbreaking songs. Yeah. Maybe January 10th, this yeah. would be a song. <laughs> that would be amazing. I know. <laughs> we still haven't given up dreams for a platinum version. <laughs> but it is, you know, they're very different from reps lyrics. Because, mm-hmm. like we talked about, like, when you look at the making of videos, they're, like, a little more raw and sort of shockingly vulnerable. Yeah. And then by the end of the song, they're a little more polished and, you know, they fit the rhythm and the generality that a pop song has to. Yes, and a lot of the songs in, on rap is very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. You have a lot of um, sarcasm. You have a lot of stereotypes. Mm-hmm. It's, like you said, it a lot fits of things. a song. Like for these, these poems, yeah. like, it, I don't think it was polished. They were hers. Yeah, it's just like a lot more open and like <laughs> vulnerable. Yes. I don't know how many times I'll say that this raw. episode. I'll say raw so many yeah. times. I know I will. But it's just great, you know. I think she has the two poems. One is called Why She Disappeared. The second is If You're Anything Like Me. Both of them are great. We really only have time for one this episode, so we'll be focusing on the first one, mm-hmm. Why She Disappeared. But I think when you look at both of them, you know, people are always calling Taylor the victim. And they're always like, oh, she never takes responsibility. And it's just, like, interesting because here she is putting herself out there knowing people are going to hate her for yes. it. I really haven't heard anything bad about these poems. I though. know. No one can find something bad to say because you strip away, like you said, the celebrity, and it's just a woman who's talking about feeling insecure, who's talking and about she pain. Definitely, I don't think she's playing the victim in these poems. She's right. just showing us her emotion during all of this that happened. Exactly. She didn't say, oh, someone did this to me. She's not saying anything like, oh, they're bad, and right. I'm, I'm the victim. Yeah, I think, again, we should always celebrate people who are willing to share those sort of vulnerabilities. Especially celebrities, because they kind yeah. of just put out there and put, like, a front. We just see a front, and yeah. they look perfect all the time. We're not supposed to see any weakness in them. So it's great to see this weakness. I know. And- yeah, and she's, like, digging in her heels and being like, you keep telling me I shouldn't be sharing, but look, I'm going to share even more. More personal thoughts and feelings. She's been true to herself. Yeah. From day one, she's shared personal, like, personal tidbits of her life with her fans and with people. Yeah, so this is great. So even though her reputation is, like, dead and she's going to be a new, harder, tougher Swift, she's still showing us the sweet side and the soft side and the raw side. I know. It's great. And, like, that's the thing is even if you just roll your eyes and think these poems are another marketing ploy, even if you think, like, Her entire career is built on this ability to convince people that she is just like us and it's actually just a calculated fake (laughs) move. Like, people across the spectrum of age and gender can relate to her for a reason because everyone's problematic and that Mm -hmm. includes celebrities. Especially me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like everyone can relate to feeling 
embittered and defensive and hurt. So maybe Taylor Swift 2015, I personally could not relate to right. what she was doing because she was living the gas the lifestyle. Life, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't relate that to that. Yeah. But she crumbled and she fell. I'm so like it's heartbreaking that she did. But her crumbling and falling and her getting back up and being stronger and being more resistant. I could relate to that. Yes, exactly. And that's the perfect segue into these poems, I think. Yeah. What do you think the media thought of the poems? I didn't find anything I negative know. at all. <laughs> it's like people either didn't want to acknowledge it or they, they were like, okay, it was actually pretty good. Cause I or think, they're learning their lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think, yeah, it's hard to like diss on someone who's willing to put themselves out there yeah. in such a, you know real way and it's not just a song you can be like oh this hook is stupid or oh this rhyme doesn't even isn't even complicated it's like oh wow she's bearing it all to us and Mm -hmm. like how can you sit there and criticize it like no that's wrong Taylor you do not feel that way (laughs) yeah so I mean I only read a couple reviews I know Bustle was saying yes they were saying um the poems in Reputation magazines offer the same personal insights into the musician that we get from the songs even the same, but more, because her poetry seems directly focused on her feelings rather than dropping breadcrumbs about famous people to a catchy, backing beat. So they say, you know, Swiss verses are exciting not just for the, their focus on herself, but in how universally applicable they are to the reader, which is very true. It's so true. Even, like, within the whole magazines, you have the, this honest look at her I life. Know. With all those Polaroids. Yes. Maybe with, not the fashion shoots, but the right. Polaroids of her, like, by bonfire, yeah. cooking with, like, probably Joe. Like, you mm-hmm. see... And she has, like, spelling errors in her yeah. lyrics. Yeah. And, like, it's cute and it's fun. And she refers to her friends in fun ways. And it's just, like, shifty, shifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just nice to see her life away from the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. It really is. So should we get into this? Let's... It's gonna be emotional. So we're doing volume one. <laughs> Yes. Why she disappeared. Yes. We figured that would be the great start because everyone was wondering. All the magazines were like, where in the world is Taylor Swift? We were, yeah. All of us were wondering, and I'm so glad that she let us know a little bit. I know. So, should we do like a quick timeline review? I know we've left little... Little Easter eggs here and there. And maybe people haven't really followed us along. (laughs) So we're going to give you a quick timeline of of the history behind why she disappeared. So, basically, 2015 ended strong. 2016 started out a little rough with Mm -hmm. Kanye coming out in February with Famous. Yes, and he insisted that he talked to her. Right. And Taylor was very upset. Drama, drama, drama. Fast forward to that summer. She had a rough couple months. Yeah. So June 1st hits it off. Calvin and Taylor break up. It was sad news all around, but the world shook on June 15th. when Uh, Publicity stuff, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift are pictured cuddling on the rocks and people were like, what the F? Which she... Call the paparazzi. Yeah. That's what no, the paparazzi said. Yeah, she yeah. called the paparazzi to take pictures of her cuddling. Right. So it was very dramatic, and it led to this whirlwind romance with Tom just across the globe. Lots of PDA. Just so much happening. Meanwhile, the day after they come out as a public couple, GQ has an article with Kim Kardashian where she says there are tapes of Taylor's call with Kanye. And mm-hmm. Taylor's team comes out and is like, 
yeah, but Taylor still didn't give permission. She warned him about releasing such a misogynistic song. Yes. And then we have Calvin jumping on board over yes. here. He went on Instagram and he was telling his friends that Taylor's controlling the media. And so he's so glad he's set free because, you know, someone who is glad that they're not dating somebody yeah. on a rant <laughs> right. on social media about them. Yeah. And then July 4th, you have oh, the gosh. infamous... I Heart um, Taylor Swift. Yes. The Tamerica party. Yeah, Tamerica. And everyone rips her apart for this party where she has a photographer, all her friends are so posed, and it's so fake, and he's in the I Heart TS sweater. Everyone hates it. Yep, 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 yep. Then July 13th, that's when... We hear back from Calvin. Right, because she, her team had just confirmed that she wrote his hit, and he loses it, mentions how she buried Katy Perry. Hashtag Taylor Swift is over. Yes. Starts trending, you guys. And that's that, the birth. Yeah, on July that 13th, was the first. which is her favorite number. I know, it's so that? rude. He ruined it. Calvin. But then, Keeping Up with the Kardashians releases a tease for an upcoming episode where she talks about GQ and Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to July 16th, the where the episode, episode airs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a crazy, I'm crazy, not a Kardashian crazy fan. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it live, but randomly I woke up in the middle of the night and yeah. checked my Snapchat. Yes, because that exact night she releases the infamous tapes on Snapchat oh, that show Taylor and Kanye edited, talking. Edited tapes. Yeah, they're a little choppy. You don't know the full thing. They spoke mm-hmm. for over an hour, so we only got, like, I don't remember, a few minutes, like six minutes mm-hmm. maybe. And so... Instantly, Taylor yeah. Swift's over party is Trends going crazy. Again. Yeah, everyone's on her Instagram with snake emojis. It's just crazy. Taylor releases her statement where she says, "I Which very much like to be excluded." Sad because yeah. where was she? She was in Australia. She was with stuck in Australia. Tom. Yeah, and Tom was filming for three. So I'm not even sure if he was around I know. during this. Well, so and who was... would want some like new boy around exactly. when this sort when of she's drama? She's crying hits. and yeah. bawling, and she's so far away on the other side of the earth. <laughs> yes. She's not with her This is making me sad. I know. And we know how close she is with her family. Right. And, like, we know how much Mama Swift is so overprotective yeah. of Taylor. Right. Like, she literally, like, chased down Kanye at the VMAs to, like, yell at him. <laughs> like, imagine what she yeah. wanted to do to Kanye I know. and Kim. Well, and so it, it comes as no surprise, really. Taylor and Tom are photographed a few more times, but it really quiets down. And then their official breakup announcement happens September 6th. And then it's pretty quiet through 2016. There was the DJ suing her. There were so many jokes at her expense. I don't know why, but they kept mocking Taylor for whatever. She decides to countersue and then doesn't take the stand until summer 2017. Mm -hmm. 2017 opens. You have the Super Bowl performance. Which is awesome. Yeah, you have I Don't Want to Live Forever. And there's still controversies. People are on her for the Women's March tweet. Mm -hmm. People are on her for For, not tweeting. Who knows? For not saying who she was voting for. Right. Just a huge mess. And lots of people are wondering, where is she? Why did she disappear? And that brings us to... I wonder why she disappeared. (laughs) I know. So it is a mess. But that is the historical background of what frame of mind Taylor was in Mm -hmm. when she wrote this explanation. Okay, so I'll just read a stanza and then we can discuss. Good. When she fell, she fell apart. Cracked her bones on the pavement she once decorated as a child with sidewalk chalk. When she crashed, her clothes disintegrated and blew away with the winds that took all of her fair weather friends. This opening just drew me in. I know. It's very, like, quiet. You're just, again, instantly in a place she wants you to picture. That innocence, that childlike... 
hope and you're just like well, broken. It kind of <laughs> reminded me, the first thing I thought of when I when she was talking about um, decorating as a child with the sidewalk chalk is that ever since she was a child, she was hoping, dreaming of being this famous musician with tons right. of friends with a love that like was never ending you know and it's just so sad because she achieved all of these dreams in 2015 mm-hmm. and in a way those dreams that's what broke her and in yeah. here she's saying she cracked her bones on the sidewalk yeah I know and I love it it's like it's a very atmospheric opening stanza because you kind of feel that wind you kind of feel that pain mm-hmm. I like this idea that the winds took all her fair weather friends. Like, I think here it's like, oh, like, she was left with nothing and she felt very raw and, yeah. and like, abandoned. And I think it's interesting to think, yeah, she had this, like, childhood picture of she wanted friends. She felt like she never had any, like, she always felt unpopular. She always felt like she didn't fit in. Yeah. And then the she winds took those. She finally does. Yeah. And she finally achieves that. Right. And it and turns the out winds it was, took her. Yeah. It kind of reminded me a little bit, um you know, her clothes disintegrated and blew away Mm -hmm. of the Look What You Made Me Do mountain where we see all these different old versions of Taylor where she actually literally went into her closet (laughs) and had all of her different clothes, different outfits, different tour outfits, and with one, like, stomp, they all blow away and they all just die off. Yes, that's true. You know, she's thinking about all those past versions of herself, all those moments where people were like, wow, she really made it. Like, oh my gosh, she can never be unhappy again. Like, she has everything anyone could ever want. And it turns out it was just, like, chalk on the pavement yeah, and it was gone. Just, it rains and it goes away. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> when she looked around, her skin was spattered with ink, forming the words of a thousand voices, echoes she heard even in her sleep. Whatever you say, it is not right. Whatever you do, it is not enough. Your kindness is fake. Your pain is manipulative. (laughs) Okay, so first off, this line, when she looked around, her skin was spattered with ink. This is so powerful because Taylor Swift spent all of 2015 giving this infamous clean speech at 1989 tour. And this was one that was one of the more famous ones. It always varied a little bit, but this was one. And it reads... You know when somebody criticizes you or says something behind your back, those words that they've said about you, it's like you feel those words are written all over your face, and then those words start to become echoes in your own mind, and there's a real risk that those words could become a part of how you see yourself. That moment that you realize that you are not the opinion of someone who doesn't know you or care about you, that moment when you realize that, it's like you're clean. And so here she's saying, like, she was talking about all this. She was saying, like, yeah, like, everyone feels this way, but, like, we need to remember that you can let it go. And she thought she had, but then she here she she's saying, yeah, here she's saying she feels it again. Like, she has this reflection of what people are saying about her, what people are thinking about her. And she continues to say, like, guys, I promise I have feelings, and you guys are affecting me. Well, it was very much like, I don't know if this inspired her album artwork, mm-hmm. but she has all those Taylor Swifts, yeah. thousands of Taylor Swifts on the side of her right. face, literally splattered there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, you, this right here, everyone can relate to the, like, whatever you say, it's not right. right. Whatever you do is not enough. That's 
so relatable. Right, I know. And then it's... it goes on, your kindness is fake, your pain is manipulative. Like, oh, yeah. what you're going through isn't enough. Sorry, you're rich, you yeah. are a millionaire, how can you have you're feelings? You're gorgeous, like, you what are, are you plastic. complaining about? Yeah. And your kindness is fake. Mm-hmm. She has done so much for fans. She, oh, we talked about the pregnant fan that she's yeah. helping out. She's donated to to Hurricane Harvey. Right. She's helped. She's. It's just, I can't express right. how mad it makes me that, like, that they, to the person, not only Taylor Swift, but to somebody. Right. They anyone. just beat them down. Yeah. No one deserves this. Whether you are a celebrity with millions of dollars or if you're just, like, poor college student. Right. We all think, like, we can sit there and make judgments about someone else's life when really we don't know the half of it. And I think she's experiencing that to an extreme degree, being a celebrity. But yeah, it's like, how many people in the universe have felt like people always complain they're not doing enough, they're not being real enough, they're not, like, cool enough. When you're enough. doing so yeah. much. <laughs> uh, one yeah. thing that, like, everyone's saying this to her, talking about her, behind her back, through her face, in media, mm-hmm. this led her to give them nothing. That's why right. she went away. Yeah. She's like, if you're going to write all the stuff about me in the media, I'm not going to give you anything to talk about. Yeah, and like, I think bye. it's... Yeah, exactly. And we talked about this with I Did Something Bad, where she's like, I don't get what I'm doing that's bad. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I think she's saying again, she's like, whatever I do, it's not enough. Even when I apologize, it's not enough. Even when I invite people on stage to, like, enjoy this experience with me, it's fake. When I write personal experiences, it's it's just manipulative. It's controlling. It's Which whatever. I am so glad no one has put out anything saying this is a fake manipulative. <laughs> I know. Huh. I would fight someone. Um, and then she goes on to say it. When she lays there on the ground, she dreamed of time machines and revenge and a love that was really something, not just the idea of something. I think this is interesting because it changes through the poem, but here you're starting out. She's just collapsed on the ground. It's she's right just, after. She's just broken. Yeah. yeah, she can't even get up. She's just sitting there, you know, fuming, venting, just feeling that anger She about wanted it. to be on the same level as Kimye and Calvin, yeah. and she wanted to do something to Yeah, them. she you can... probably was mad and... <laughs> You just want to go back in time, and she wanted to change it. And I know, and it's like you can taste the bitterness. I don't think Taylor is ever one who said she's never done something wrong. Yeah. And I think the time machine isn't just so that she can go back and save face. I think I she recognizes mistakes and, mistakes and wishes she, she would, can fix it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I love like the, uh, a love that was really something, yeah. not just an idea. Throughout her whole life, she's been searching for that love. She has an idea of what she's looking for right. and out of all of her eight exes, I think she might have just been pushing it, trying too hard. Yeah, and after like any breakup, you're like, oh, I thought that was real and it was wasn't. Real. Like, am I ever going to have real love? And I, I think that's a, a lot real of pain. people show their true colors at, during the breakup. Exactly. And when Calvin lashed out the media, in your head, you have to think: Did this person ever really right. love me enough? Exactly. Like, if he's gonna be, if he's saying these mean things to me, did he love me? I know. She wasn't saying anything bad about him. Like, right. maybe after to her personal friends, yeah. <laughs> but like, she has to look back and be like, that wasn't love. Like, I know. It's like if you see anyone, like Calvin goes off and literally erases his statement where he's like, I have nothing but love and respect for this person. Like, he literally deletes it and then goes on this rampage to tear her down when she's already down, and that is not real love. Like, that's nope. not respect. That's nothing. It's so not even it's friendship. Like, as soon as someone takes me down, right. you jump on board to help take me yeah. down. Yeah. It's just sad. Yeah. 
So then it goes, when she finally rose, she rose slowly, avoiding old haunts and sidestepping shiny pennies, wary of phone calls and promises, mm. charmers, dandies, and get love quick schemes. Mm. I love this stanza. Like, I really think it's, it's like, again, packed with <laughs> so much. She gives us a lot. I know. Because I, I think it's great that you can see the process. So she was on the ground and now she's starting to stand, you know. She's and she did it slowly. slowly. It took yeah. her a year. Yeah. And that. she's like so wary of being She has to like again. avoid like probably like old friends. She, does, she doesn't know who to trust. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. One thing I really liked, and we know like in If You're Anything Like Me, she talks about being superstitious. Yeah. Wishing on, wishing on lucky stars and eyelashes. Mm-hmm. And this kind of reminds me of if you find a penny, pick it up all day. Right long you'll have good luck and like maybe she's like well maybe that i i can't be as naive right she's like she's recognizing that these are sort of illusions and mm-hmm. and she's even like looking at old haunts and she's like was that all real like was that valuable and she sort of takes a step back and it isn't isn't engaging in the same way she was yeah. before and i think this line like wary of phone calls and promises like i have felt that where you like if a friend betrays you or if you yeah. feel like hurt it's hard to like you know, believe them when they say, like, oh, I miss you, or, like, oh, we should get together, and it's, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know if this is, like, obviously, it screams Kanye. Right. You know that, like, it screams Kanye. But I am so sure that there are people who she was, quote-unquote, close to during that era who backed away because it wasn't good for their image. Who mm-hmm. and we don't we necessarily don't know who it, who these people are, but I'm sure people backed away because they wanted their image to look oh, good. Yeah. And she was breaking their image yeah. up. And then you have the charmers and dandies. Um, so a dandy is a man unduly devoted to style, neatness, <laughs> fashion, and dress and appearance. Yes, she's talking about like the guys of her past, the men that it. she's dated. You have. You know, Harry Styles, if you will. <laughs> uh, even Tom Hiddleston. Oh, yeah, every single yeah, photo. Everyone. Very yeah. stylish. Very, like, on point. And Calvin Harris and all the guys she's dated, you know, they're, they're charmers. They're playboys, mm-hmm. you know. It's, like, such a perfect dig at past loves. Not in a petty way, no. but just in, like... Like, I need to learn from my yeah. past. And, like, you know, when you are famous, you date famous people. And famous people have different priorities. You have to care about appearances. You have to care about, mm-hmm. oh, what are you wearing? Like, I think she is saying, like, now she is, like... She's changing her priorities. Yeah, she exactly. Which you see in a lot of her lyrics as she meets Joe and falls in love with him. That she's, like... Oh, you like you fancy me, not fancy stuff. And she starts to realize, like maybe she should be more wary of people who are like, you know, a mm-hmm. full package, like look good on the outside. And I think it is like this reflection not only on romantic relationships but friendships yeah. too, and like all these fancy friends she carried around. And Gatsby, great yeah. Gatsby. When, when <laughs> yeah. you watch Great Gatsby, like you see this guy who's throwing this big lavish parties to have all mm. these people because he has this hole to fill. And, yeah, and then when he crumbles and falls where are the friends yeah they're gone yeah. <laughs> yeah and then um she goes on when she stood she stood with a desolate knowingness waded out into the dark wild ocean up to her neck bathed in her brokenness said a prayer of gratitude for each chink in the armor she never knew she needed standing broad-shouldered next to her was a love that was really mm. something not just the idea of something <sighs> so tender and it starts out like a little cathartic you know she's standing finally and she's standing with this desolate knowingness it reminds me of ready for it yeah when she is walking up those escalator stairs and she turns around and she looks and she has that tear rolling Mm -hmm. down her eye because she's like i made it like 
It yeah, just she's finally sweet. like taking her stance. She's like finding yes. her footing again. And she did go through all this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. she had the Kanye drama. There were chinks in her mm-hmm. armor. Like, you know, it was like hit her to her core and yeah. affected probably just her whole personality and how she like views life. But I just love that, you know, she said a prayer of gratitude for it because if it wasn't for that, Joe wouldn't be in her life. Yeah. Because maybe if she didn't go through that, she wouldn't know that she needed to, like, be with someone who had different priorities. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's such a great, like, this bathed in her brokenness was such a striking image mm. to me because it's just, I think we all have moments where we just sob, you know? We just break down and there's something really cathartic about letting that all out and just experiencing that pain. And I think that is, like, something that allows you to release that and then take that deep breath and move forward and like you do like realize oh that was an important part of the experience like it's not just like you move on to be happy again it's like you take the pain you learned something from and you like carry that forward I don't think she wants to go back in time machines right now because you hear a lot of people say like I wouldn't change a thing because it led to me to you or led me to where I am right here and I'm strong because of it yeah which is great so then she finishes When she turned to go home, she heard the echoes of new words. May your heart remain breakable, but never by the same hand twice, and even louder. Without your past, you could never have arrived so wondrously and brutally by design or some violent, exquisite happenstance here. So I think this is great. Like, this idea, you know, she's finally ready to come back into the spotlight. She's finally ready to feel like herself again. Mm -hmm. And so she's she's carrying these like lessons she learned and this is such a powerful sentiment like yes maybe your heart remained breakable but never by the same hand it reminded me of like fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me yes i'm sure this referencing so many different things but when you think of kanye like Mm -hmm. during the vma incident you know that literally like broke her heart but she forgave him and she let him back into her her world and then he broke her again. Right. Like she's learning from her past mistakes. I'm sure in other relationships, there's been, like, where this can be apl- applicable. Yeah. I, like, honestly, I Googled it because it sounded, like, too famous. Like, like something I was, like, she, yeah. like, she was quoting Shakespeare. <laughs> I thought, yeah. yeah. But it's, like, it's such a great line, and I think it is something everyone tries, like, yeah, there's different versions of saying it. Like, yeah. we all believe this. We all think, like, oh, you should, you shouldn't become hardened by life's struggles. You should, like, remain open yeah. to experiences but just be wary of where you've been burned before yeah. learn from your mistakes yeah and not necessarily from the people who have broken you in the past but just your right. mistakes and i love like the last part which is you know so wondrously and be- brutally by design or some violent mm-hmm. exquisite happenstance it's just like such an interesting dichotomy and like a juxtaposition between you know good and bad wondrously and, like, and brutally and like yeah it's right right there <laughs> yeah and i think it's like People always want to assign her success to this or that. And here she's saying, no matter how it happened, no matter how many times she got broken along the way, at least she's here getting Mm -hmm. to experience this complicated, exquisite life that she always did want. Like, as a child dreaming of it, this is what she wanted. And so now she's saying, like, well, at least I made it here. And, like, I'd have lessons now to protect myself, but I'm always going to be open because that's what got me here. Yes. Yeah. And I love it. And then... The best one. Yes, because she ends it with a punch to the gut. Mm-hmm. And in the death of her reputation, she felt truly alive. I was thinking that now that 
She's not worrying about putting on a fake face, looking great for like all this media promotion. Mm -hmm. She can be who she truly wants to be. And she learned through the death of her reputation that who cares? Like, I'm going to be who I am. They can either take it or leave it, but I'm here to stay. This is Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because most starlets' lives are punctuated by a moment where they fall, you know, fall from grace. You have Amanda Bynes. Yeah, and it's like, this is her breakdown. And it's not about her, like, reacting to a life she didn't choose or want. It's like her learning from mistakes and complaints and and pains and insecurities. And she's like, okay, I'm reconfiguring what matters to me, but ultimately this is, like, what I want. And, Mm -hmm. like, she's saying the past image she curated and, like, she the reputation she like fiercely protected and she was always seen as calculated she was always seen as controlling but she's saying it doesn't matter anymore she's saying now she knows what matters and it's about the true people by her side it's It's about the feeling she felt friends it's her new love yeah and so now she's like she's happy to feel that and she's not jaded she's not hardened but now she's proud that she can feel strength and standing Mm -hmm. up for herself and Mm -hmm. i think it's so powerful and like you know, you you meet people who only know you from online and they have mm-hmm. this idea of you, but you're like, oh, well, actually, I'm more complicated yeah, than that. Yeah. And I think Taylor's always been, like, a proponent of honesty. You know, we're here talking about how her songs show specific moments. They show specific emotions. And now she's saying, like, owning your feelings, no matter if they're about that split-second crush or that horrible breakup. And, like, speaking now, like she tells <laughs> us. Now she's written an album where it's like, your big bad reputation can be construed and created and seen by outward people and outward sources. But ultimately, if you find the people who do see your real side and if you find Mm -hmm. people who like you for you, then that pain and those mistakes and the miscommunications that come with that general idea of you are worth it. Through the death of her reputation, she found out who her real friends were. Who was going to stand by her side, who wasn't. It's just... Yeah, she didn't have the baggage of like worrying about... Oh, am I doing this right? Like, everyone happy. happy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great, and I'm (laughs) totally here for it. (laughs) I am too. So how do we even? It's hard to transition. I know. (laughs) I felt a lot like this when we went into all too well. There were just so it's so deep, so much to get into. I know. And it was like, oh, now we have to talk about tea. You want us I to know. talk about all the like all the bad stuff? Yeah, all that's the going petty on? stuff. I know like, it just doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't. I know, but there was some tea this week. Which there was a whole there was tea. a big batch. I know it was a mess of a week. We Let's mentioned a little it. bit of it, but I think the real question is: Is the Taylor Swift fandom the worst, or are they the best? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot going on. There is. So a lot of this just comes down to how people react. And with Taylor gone, it's like it's like when the baby our mom's not here. No, it's when your mom leaves you the babysitter. You kind of act out, right? Yeah. So it's like you have these two camps, especially around the ticket drama. And it was so crazy to watch because some people were just freaking out. They were writing letters to Taylor Nation to Taylor Swift. They were calling them out, being like. We all overreacted. Yeah. But then on the other side, there were a lot of people who were like, oh my very gosh, indifferent. Stop. Yeah. Just like, calm down. Ta- yeah. Taylor, Taylor will take care of us. Everyone, Taylor is going to fix it. Like, stop coming to Taylor's at her. God. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like there's a lot of like, don't ever complain. Don't ever question yeah. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Do not question Taylor. Yeah. If you say anything remotely negative, You're you all deserve to choke. Taylor Nation will crazy. not invite you to get a hug from Taylor. I know. So it was interesting. I I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like as an older Swifty, and I know there's a lot of older Swifties, so I don't know if this holds up, but I feel like I can kind of step back from it, because, like, mm-hmm. I have a life yes. outside of it. Yes. And so I can kind of you witness do? it. Yeah, what? a little bit. Like, once in a while, this podcast has taken over most of it, but, <laughs> like, it's like, I can enjoy Tumblr, except then I'm, like, looking at these two camps, and I'm like, oh, where do I You fit guys in? are all so I annoying. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't fit in there. Yeah, it's like, everyone's just so... There's sometimes it feels like there's this hierarchy where people who met Taylor can be very cocky like about you. it. Yeah, <laughs> I Let know. I don't let anyone forget Shelly. that I know what Taylor thinks every minute yes. of every day. She met like, her for obviously. five minutes, and they are like BFFs. <laughs> yeah, I know her soul now, guys. But I just think sometimes people feel like they've reached this higher sphere of understanding, and everyone else is just dumb. Everyone else is just annoying, and then other people are like very reactive, very. We have a different age range. Yeah. Because the Swifty community uh, ranges from, like, infants to 50, <laughs> yeah. 60 year old. So we have different yeah. levels of maturity. And know. it's hard, too, because everyone's reacting. Some people are just sarcastic, so maybe it doesn't translate yeah. well. Yeah, So there's a lot of miscommunications. And it can feel like a little catty. And yes. sometimes it's just not fun to be on Tumblr. Which maybe that's why Taylor kind of took a step out. Yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> guys, get your shit together yeah. and uh, come, you know, call me when right. you're done. She probably like saw the first repeat person at the AT&T party. She's like, oh, I met you two weeks ago. Dang it, this is going to be a mess. Yeah. yeah. And she's yeah. like, I'm not getting online for at least two yeah. weeks. <laughs> There's just, for being such a fandom that is so tight and so many friendships have been formed mm-hmm. over Taylor Connect or yeah. Taylor Nation or any activities and concerts. There's also a lot of like cattiness going mm-hmm. on. And I think that's, you know, like Taylor talks about, you have to take the good with the bad. And the fact is we are standing yes. a legend. Like we are. Like Taylor Swift is going to be remembered for a very long time. Haters can't even pretend that's not true. And so she is a huge star, and the fact that there is this personal connection does lead to this. Because she's so relatable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're all fighting to believe. Yeah. Taylor Swift is our best friend. Exactly. So it's like, it is a little messy, maybe, but like, maybe it's worth it, I guess. Like, I'm proud to be a (laughs) Swifty. Yes. Yeah. I, this episode. Yes. Happy 13th episode. episode. What a great time. And I think, you know, it only gets better from here. We'll have your personal experience about the concert to report. We'll have new tour tickets in hand. And we'll be able to go into a new song. Don't blame me. Don't blame me is next up unless she maybe comes in. Unless she comes out with a music video or anything else. Yeah. So, it'll be exciting. Yes. You know, you guys can always reach out to us. Let us know what you think about Don't Blame Me. Yes. Um, But please email us, uh, swiftishpodcast at gmail.com, or connect with us on Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, Swiftish Podcast, all around. Yeah. Find us, like us on iTunes or Google Play. Rate us. Yes. (laughs) We're so thirsty. Yes. (laughs) Next week is a lesson in not blaming Taylor. But until then, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor, thanks for giving us some insight on why you disappeared. Yeah. We are glad you're back. Yeah, thank you. Yes. (laughs)